Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5 Minute Major, and welcome to Season 4 of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is 100% free and available on Google Play iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, hello there, uh, this is uh, Happy Gilmore, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. One of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week's In the Box segment is sponsored by the Ice Hutch, located at 655 Garden Avenue in Mount Vernon, New York. Founded in 1997, the Ice Hutch serves the skating community all year round by offering lessons for all levels, weekly public skating, figure skating, and hockey sessions. The Ice Hutch also features hockey leagues in the spring and fall each year for players seeking a highly competitive experience. Give them a call today at 914-699-6787 or check them out online anytime at www.icehutch.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Mike Chacha. He is the head coach of the Carmel Rams, who at the time of this recording have an 8-4 and overall record and are riding a four-game win streak. He's taken some time out of his uh, day to chat with me, and I really do appreciate it. Coach, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Can you uh, describe your team in five words or less? Yeah, so, you know, this season is kind of the product of uh, a lot of things we've been working on the last couple of years. So we got a group of kids that are, you know, committed to what we want to do. They've been working very hard. They've taken their bumps and bruises. Um, they're committed to change, so I think that would be another one. Um, and they've, they're they all buying in this year, which is definitely a big one. So those are some you know, pretty big characteristics of what we got going. Those are ideal characteristics for the type of team that I would want to coach as well. Um, what excites you the most about this team? Is it kind of that hard work, that work ethic, and, and the product that you see on the ice? Yeah, I, I think it is. And especially, you know, uh, this group of seniors definitely didn't have the easiest uh, three years coming up to this year. So, you know, seeing that they didn't cave and give in and kind of just go through the motions that they really were committed to working and improving uh, is definitely my favorite thing about this group. I mean, we got nine seniors this year that, um, you know, four years ago, we only won two games. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last couple of years, we've won, I think, seven, seven, and seven again. And, uh, you know, here we are already with eight, and that's kind of a testament to 
to my favorite part about them is that they keep going, keep it, pushing. It sounds like you definitely have a strong leadership core, you know, especially amongst your group of seniors. Um, are there any surprises this season in terms of players that have maybe stepped up? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's two that come to mind immediately. Last year, uh, the last couple of years, Chris Chichura on forward has been playing defense. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, um, we wanted to give him a try at forward, kind of see if that could spark something at the end of last year. And he scored a couple goals, and we're like, all right, you know, maybe we've got something here. And all of a sudden, this year, you know, through 12 games, he's got 30 points. So wow. that's definitely been a huge surprise. And uh, a lot of depth has grown this year. Uh, you know, our, our second line is all double-digit scorers this season. That's the first time, you know, we've had that. And, uh, you know, one of those players, Noah Richardson, who was a freshman last year, not really, you know, a regular, has kind of really come out of his shell and has made some, some solid minutes. Nice. Um, any other players to watch in your squad? Yeah, so our uh, top scoring line right now, we have uh, Luke Alisano, Brendan Murphy, and Chris Chichura. All are scoring at a very high rate. They're all, you know, at or above 30 points, which is big. Uh, that second group, uh, Stephen Mount, Jack Lagan, and Noah Richardson are also, you know, doing an excellent job. And on defense, Gavin Golisano and Graham Ludwig have uh, really, really stood out. Great. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm certainly going to ask it anyway and let you answer it. When you look at your calendar, is there a game that you consider to be the biggest game of the season? Uh, we were talking about this last night. We, we've we been saying lately the next one. You know, okay. The next one's the biggest one. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say uh, – that we don't circle the Mayapak games on the count. Sure. <laughs> right. That's, right. What, that's what I thought. Um, outside of Brewster Ice Arena, in your opinion, what's the toughest rink to play in? You know, I, I don't really know why, but I don't I don't think this group of seniors has ever won a game at Rye, at huh. Playland. Okay. Um, you know, nothing crazy about the rink. You know, they just got a lot of good teams there, and, uh, you know, we haven't, we haven't fended too well there the last couple of years. Okay. We'll give a shout-out to Playland. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned this in your previous uh, answer as far as, you know, circling the calendar biggest game. I would, uh, I would assume Mayapak's your biggest rival? Yes, yes. We played them twice this year. Um, the first one, you know, the teams and, uh, you know, parents and booster clubs did a great job uh, doing the fundraiser for Community Cares. You know, we both wore pink and purple jerseys and we right. raised over $1,500 that's, uh, that was donated to a local charity. So, so that was a good one. That's a big game, you know, both on the ice and off the ice. That's great. That's great stuff. Uh, is there a favorite, you know, kind of road trip that you take the kids on or like a tournament that you participate in locally at all? Um, I mean, you know, a lot of the teams we've been playing, we've been playing for years on end. So we know, you know, the first Tuesday of the season, we've been going down to Pelham. So that's always kind of a benchmark for us to start sure. the year. Uh, you know, we've had we've been playing the Marinick on and off for the last couple of years, so it's kind of again like a benchmark game where you know, a couple of years ago they're they're beating us by ten goals, not not playing their guys in the third period kind of game. To you know, recently we had a tight game with them, so we use those games kind of as benchmarks. Sure. You know? Yeah, I was at uh, the game that you played against Carmel. I mean, against uh, Marinick. Yeah, that it was a close one. Um, yeah. What do you look for in a hockey player? Uh, the biggest thing with my guys is uh, I want them to be, you know, coachable and have that that desire to want to get better. You know, they're not just there showing up. Uh, they want to improve and kind of be the best versions of themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. In your opinion, what makes a successful hockey coach? I think being able to know your audience, know your team, know your players, because a lot of putting them in the best position to be successful is is how you work with them. You know, how you, you know, when you put them on the ice, who you put them with. So being able to, you know, understand what's going to, you know, bring the best version of the kids, keep them in that positive mindset, uh, you know, kind of benefits everybody. 
Now, I know you've been doing this for a little bit, so you know you might have more than one answer, but is there a favorite moment or memory as a coach that comes to mind? Yeah, um, I would say the one that stands out to me, it was at my, my previous spot when I was over at the in the Hudson Valley Club League uh, coaching for John Jay, where I actually am a teacher now. When we won the uh, club state championship over a Long Island team, that was that was a fun one. But then also, when I moved over to Carmel uh, six years ago, that first year, you know, when we won the league championship, that was a big one that stood out because for a long time, you know, this is the 20th season for Carmel High School hockey, yeah. and they only have that one league championship. So we are trying to build up, you know. Uh, respectable kind of program here absolutely and those are some great memories for sure what's the biggest challenge you face as a coach i would say travel hockey travel hockey stands Mm -hmm. out to me because Mm -hmm. everybody wants to have the travel players you know um but you got to work i understand you know i'm kind of realistic with um players being able to play both um but understanding that you know high school hockey is not going to really get you quote unquote recruited you know not that we're sending that many players onto the NCAA next level, but being able to work with travel hockey, embrace having the travel hockey players and making it work is, uh, I would say definitely a little bit of a challenge, but also a reward as well, because, you know, the teams, look at the teams that have been dominating. They all have a lot of high level travel players. So you got to kind of make that relationship work. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I've done this, uh, episode a couple of times you know travel versus high school hockey and again while the caliber of play may be different and you know the ability to to send players on to the next level you know comes with travel hockey it's very difficult if not impossible to replicate the feeling of playing in front of your friends in front of your family in front of your community skating on the ice on a friday night with your brothers so you know again you've got to weigh that whole option too and it, it sometimes we i think you know kids are put in difficult situations so it's nice to hear that you know you're trying to work your best you know to to make sure that the two um peacefully coexist um can you describe the state of hockey in section one i think uh the state of hockey in section one is in a pretty great spot i mean the last few years we've had some some serious contenders go upstate um you know play well in tournaments win tournaments go up to the state final four uh even some champions which is great and right now it's kind of good when you look at the standings we kind of see some some parody a little bit um you know I think everybody knows here that, you know, Suffern is, is still the team to beat. They're the defending champions. They're playing great, um, and they're winning some big games this year. But I do think that there are some teams that are really uh, kind of stepping up, which is good for Section 1. You don't have just three or four that are running away. You know, right. I think this year it wouldn't be surprising if, you know, uh, an 11 beat a 6 or a 12 beat a 5 sectionals sure. when that time comes. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that, you know, the last three years I've been doing my show, as you mentioned, we've sent two teams from D1, you know, one from D1 and one from D2 up to Buffalo, which is great. When you look at the state rankings, we've got four teams consistently in the state rankings. Um, but as you said, you know, Suffern might be, you know, a cut above the rest, but then there's a bunch of teams that I wouldn't want to face, you know, in the sectional playoffs for sure. Right. For sure. Right. And anything, anything can happen in a one game playoff. You know, you run into a hot goalie you know a couple players step up so you know it'll be interesting absolutely absolutely i can't wait i'm not looking to rush the season don't get me wrong but i can't wait for the playoffs either um favorite professional player past or present i would say so growing up i was a kid when um rick nash came into the league okay Uh, and then when you got traded to the rangers that was just you know that was what i was what i was looking for obviously didn't play out exactly as we expected but he was always a you know fun forward to play or forward to watch yeah Um, I, i would say currently though uh, Artemi Panarin on the Rangers is, is fun to watch. Mm, um, yeah. you know, he's like a magician with the puck. Yeah, no, I, and again, I, I would be hard-pressed to name a better free agent acquisition 
than Artemi Panarin, like at least as long as I've been watching the Rangers. You know what I mean? Yeah, right like, now, you know, a lot, of, a lot of time left, hopefully. Trying to keep this going for a few years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we got Pavel Bore when his knees were shot. And even right. like you said, you know, a guy like Rick Nash, who I think really gave it his all. It just, you know, didn't right. always work out for him. Combination right. of injuries, you know, and other, other factors. Right. But Artemi Panarin, given the age and the production and the fact that he's he makes other players on the ice better, I mean... That that's that says it all, and I'm assuming right. that the New York Rangers are your favorite professional hockey team. Yes, I am a Ranger fan. Yeah, okay, time. that's where you and I will definitely agree. What are your thoughts on the team this season? I mean, I was listening to NHL Network Radio the other day, and the question came up: Do we think they're a playoff team? And I'm going to say I don't think they're a playoff team this year, but I definitely like you know the direction that we're going with bringing some youth and uh, you know also sp- sprinkling in some top players like in our Temi Panarin. Right. I would say, yeah, I don't think they're there yet. Um, you know, what are we, a year or two removed from when the organization, you know, fully committed to a, a total strip-down rebuild? Correct. Um, so, you know, the young guys are growing. That's the important thing. Um, but to start selling off the assets for, for a playoff run right now, I think wouldn't be the right play. Yeah. Uh, but, they, you know... That's above my pay grade. So, yeah. No, you know, we'll I, absolutely. I think as Ranger fans, this is what we've been asking for. We've been asking to let the kids come up, to let the kids maturate and develop. And we understand they're going to take their lumps. They're not always going to win every game. But when they do, you know, figure it all out and put it together, it definitely, you know, feels good as a Ranger fan. Last, yeah, definitely. Last question for you, Coach, before I let you go and enjoy your weekend. If Mike Cha-Cha wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill-in-the-blank. Golf coach. Okay. Big golf fan. Big Huge. Okay. And there's Big a strong golf. golf hockey connection for sure. So oh, yeah. I like that answer. Oh, yeah. I like that answer. I've been chatting with head coach Mike Chacha of the Carmel Rams. Uh, he's been he's taken some time out of his schedule today to chat with me. I really do appreciate it. Coach, I uh, hope to catch another Rams game uh, before the season ends. I look forward to seeing you up there at Brewster. All right. Hey, thanks for having me. I'll see you around. Uh, listen, it's been my pleasure. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to HV Pucks. As the horn sounds on this episode of HV Pucks, I want to thank my family for their never-ending love, support, patience, and understanding over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans, and you can always find me on Twitter at TravJacks71 and on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore Band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, and Fracture Band Official on Facebook. The 2020 New York State All-Hair team is looking to complete its roster, so use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt courtesy of Dangle Sauce Sports. 
Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Pex Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Pex Skate Shop and use the hashtag Pex Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Pex Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting season four of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.